Maybe Dallas Eakins should always let the kids play. Let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a new week of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day and your first listen of the week, where we talk about the Anaheim Ducks every weekday, Monday through Friday, except for Goals Thursday, where we talk about what else? The San Diego goals, of course. And we sprinkle some juniors talk in there as well. Speaking of talking about juniors, let the kids play. Sorry, hashtag let the kids play. It was a weekend of firsts for the Anaheim Ducks. We had not one, not two, but three NHL debuts for the Anaheim Ducks over the weekend. And what's funny is John Broadbent, who's going to join the program later today. By the way, spoiler alert, special guest, John Broadbent from Defend the Nest is going to come on later. We're going to talk all about one of those debuts. But it's funny that him and I kind of went back and forth as to who was going to be called up. Was it going to be Perot or was it going to be Tracy? As the little girl says in the commercials, why not both? That's exactly what happened. Both of them made their debuts. Oh, boy. This, this was a weird, weird weekend because the Ducks had all these players under protocol. In fact, some of them are still under protocol as we speak. And the Ducks were severely shorthanded. That resulted in a really weird goals game, which I will talk about on goals Thursday. But just speaking from for myself, it was weird seeing only 19 guys on San Diego side. That was bizarre. Which, in turn, led to some of what happened on Sunday's game. So, starting with Saturday, we got word that Jacob Perot would be the first player to be called up, and he would make his NHL debut. And he would be on a line with Trevor Zegras and Sonny Milano. Uh, It did not go so well. In fact, Zegras was benched a little bit on that Saturday game. Look, you have that amazing line, and you don't play them enough. WTF, mate! What's going on there? If you have that kind of line, you don't bench him as the game gets further and further along. In fact, I would conjecture that's probably what caused the Ducks' demise at the end of Saturday night's game against the Rangers. Yes, they did score one goal. Yes, some guys looked really good. If only other guys would get the playing time. I'm just saying, give Jacob Pro a fair shot. Yeah, he played on Friday. He played okay for San Diego. That doesn't mean you bench him like that. Probably not the best move. Not a good look for Coach Dallas Eakins, who is under the ire of some fans. And some writers as well that are putting out stories saying that he's becoming less liked. And that that might be true. That's not a story that you want out there if you're the coach and you're on your last year of the contract. The Ducks, at the end of the game, you know how many shots they had? You want to guess? 14. 14 shots. Half of them came in the first period. You know who got some pretty decent playing time in the first period? The kid line. Sonny Milano had more playing time in that first period. Trevor Zegers had more playing time. Jacob Perot had more playing time. Oh, wait, what? Perot did get some power play time, but he only played 11 minutes? Huh? Sonny Milano played 11 minutes? Eh? Are you kidding me? 
Well, the only goal came from Isaac Lundestrom on a pass from Troy Terry, keeping Troy Terry's point streak alive right now. Yes, he's on another point streak right now. Not as long as the one he had before, but starting to build up again. I'm just saying. That third period was all New York. They outshot the Ducks 20-3 in the third period. Poor Anthony Stolarz. When you get outshot 20-3 in the third period, you got outshot, you get outworked. The Ducks had a couple of stupid penalties in that third period. The less we talk about that game, the better, because I pretty much talked about the whole thing. Just bad play, a horrible third period, some questionable coaching on Dallas Eakins' part. Ducks lost that game 4-1 to to the New York Rangers. The Rangers had 40 shots, the Ducks had 14. This was a game the Ducks did not play well later on, and... Frankly, I hate to say it, they kind of deserve to lose that game based on how they played later in the game. And maybe Coach Eakins, I don't know what strategy he had up his sleeve, but he had a strategy. Didn't work out so well, did it? No, it, no, no. And you could tell that. Fans were upset. The players were a little bit upset. Great to see Jacob Perot make his debut. That was fine and all that. But what was going to happen the following game? Because John Gibson's still out under COVID protocol. And you have this youngster that is waiting in the wings. He is itching to get some playing time. Just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then we finally, finally get word that Luca Dostal finally gets the call up for the Anaheim Ducks. But he's not alone. No, no. Braden Tracy also made his debut. So after all that talk about one guy should come up after the other. Nope. They both came up at the same time. They both made their debut. Perot on Saturday, Braden Tracy on Sunday. Now, it is a little bit unfair to talk about Tracy's debut with the Ducks. That's because he played a lot on Friday night, that home game, where he played very well. That Saturday game, he put out all his energy on that Saturday game in Ontario, just up the road, because the goals were only playing three lines towards the end. They played three lines. That's it. You know how much playing time Braden Tracy got on Saturday? I will, in fact, go back, watch the entire, even though I was there and working the game. Like, yes, I know I was there. And I conjectured how much time he had on ice approximately. I still kind of want to go back and watch and get a more exact figure. So I am going to go back and watch that and give some more details on both Braden Tracy and Jacob Perot's time with San Diego over the weekend on Thursday's podcast. So that will come. But Luca Dostal, oh boy, I knew ever since Elvis, like that's how far I've been following this kid. And I feel like I've talked about Luca Dostal more than any other prospect with the exception of maybe Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegris. Aside from those two, I've talked about Lucas Dostal the most on this podcast and with good reason because I think very highly of this kid. He's still only 21 years old. He's still developing right now. I think he's just about there right now, but could still use just a smidge more development. And I will talk about him at length when I have John Broadbent on. But just to quickly recap, Ducks won that game and they won that game in a dramatic way. You had Trevor Zegra score on the power play, continuing the Ducks' dominance on the power play all season long. They're still top five in that department. Philip Kronick scored in the power play. Tyler Bertuzzi didn't take a shot, but he got a goal, making it 2-1 Detroit. 
And then Troy Terry did it once again. Welcome back, Ryan Getzloff. He got the apple. So did Sonny Milano. And then Max Comtois. He had a look of joy after scoring his first of the season. The shootout, though, oh boy. We will talk about the shootout at length, John and I. But far be it for me to just say Ducks won. They won it. Final score of 4-3. to three. And as a result of that victory, the Ducks right now are still in second place in the Pacific Division. They are two points behind the Vegas Golden Knights, folks. It is close. Vegas 47, Anaheim 45, Calgary all the way down there with 40 points, but they have a few games in hand. Then the Los Angeles Kings. They have 39 points. So do the Sharks. Edmonton is in sixth place all of a sudden. With 38 points, they have been free-falling bad. But credit to Anaheim for sticking through it and still being second in the division. They've got some important games coming up, which I'm not going to talk about today, but I will talk about that later in the week when those games come. We have Pittsburgh coming into town tomorrow. That's going to be a treat. Jeff Carter is going to come back to torment the Ducks some more. So we'll see how that game winds up. But man, Anaheim is right there. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission while that guy leaves his horn on. And we're going to talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They come in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. Maybe that guy honking his horn needs a Built Bar right now. Anyway, head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. Hey, there it goes. Locked 15 gets you 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. After the break, John Broadbent is going to join the podcast. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez and a special guest on today's podcast who usually comes on Goals Thursdays. But that is not the case today because this is a pretty special night that we just had at the Ponda. Joining me is John Broadbent from Defend the Nest. John, how's it going, buddy? Good, good. Good to join you. Coming in early. Yeah. Too much to talk about. Oh, a lot to talk about. I have to get this line over with, so I'm just going to get this out of the way. Hashtag, let the kids play. <laughs> I'll, I'll respond with, um, the bakery is closed. The bakery is closed. We've been saying this line, God, how long have we been saying that line? It seems like forever, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, since Dostal made his debut. I was trying to, yeah, play off of the dough, the dough style. Yeah, dough for you. And, and if it's going to stick, it's going to be because of you. <laughs> I hope so. And then people are going to ask me and I'm going to say, okay, it's actually kind of weak, but it was just trying to get people to pronounce his name properly. And they're all doing that now. So Yeah, finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's put some respect on Lucas Dostal's name. So yes. uh, let's talk about the end of this game first, because it was kind of a weird game in general. Uh, Trevor Zegris did have a good goal early on, but I want to talk about the end of the game or like the latter parts of the game. Because that's where things really got dicey for Luka Dostal. I thought he made some tremendous saves later on. Had the lateral movement go- going, but most of all, he seemed pretty calm in that, didn't he? Yes. Um, I'll admit that I only saw the little bit, uh, the last half of the third and the uh, overtime and shootout. Um, but what I did see from the highlights of the goals, particularly I think I only saw that third goal against them, 
um, straight off, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a typical goal that he would not be able to stop because giant crowd in front of him. Yeah. Which, which has been his, I don't want to say his Achilles heel, but that's something that's happened time and time again. We saw that happen this season earlier on. We saw this last season during the playoffs against the Condors. That's probably the only way to score against Dostal is to do that. If you put him one on one, yeah, one on one, he's unstoppable. Yeah, it really is the only way to beat him. Yeah, uh, and it's it's unfair, but yeah, that's the. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's talk about Max Comtois for a hot second because another former goals player, Max Comtois, he hadn't played that much this season, and believe it or not, that was his first goal of the season. How cool was that to see him finally get off the Schneid? Really cool, and yeah, hard to believe that was his first goal of the season. Um, a little bit of confusion there where I could see some comments uh, from Duck Fandom saying, his first NHL goal. I was like, well, no, he actually scored a bunch last season. But um, yeah, first of the season, good, so great to see it, and, and a great play, great uh, following up on the crash in the net, essentially. Yeah, I mean, the pass that Zegers made on there, the, the passing in general to get to that goal was great. I loved his reaction. He acted like he had, hadn't scored a goal in forever, which in fact was the case. But it, yeah. was, it was an important goal at the time. Uh, that's something that the Ducks have improved on, especially with having the kids there, is the passing. And I do want to talk about this briefly because we're going to have to mention these two guys that just got called up. Jacob Perot. And Braden Tracy, we got to talk about those two a little bit, don't we? Yes, and we have some agreement. We, we've had some back and forth, and we're both in agreement um, regarding which of the two. I mean, they both deserve to call up, but it kind of felt like lately that Tracy was the more polished of the two. I, I agree with you. So the reason that I said Tracy should have been called up first is on the merit of his last dozen or so games where Tracy Tracy scored more goals. He's had better quality chances. Uh, from the eye test, he looked like he was crashing the net a little bit more and unafraid to take those shots. Whereas Jacob Perot, for maybe two or three games, was looking more hesitant. And maybe the book was out on him a little bit after he scored that lacrosse goal earlier on this season at Bakersfield, ironically. But looking at Braden Tracy's game, He's getting to the dirty areas more. I mean, talk a little bit about Braden Tracy's game just in the last 10 games before we talk about his game tonight. Yeah, well, it's it's more, it's, like you said, it's more rounded. Yeah, and he is he is going for the net. Um, not afraid to make moves. Uh, I think I remember some nice little between the legs uh, coming down the wing type moves. Um, looking for the pass as well. He's got some playmaking ability. I mean, that's always been his game, but... Um, more so now we're seeing the scoring. Uh, and it's they're completely different players. I mean, uh, Pro, yeah, he hasn't been going so much to the dirty areas. But uh, what I have liked seeing, and I've said it several times, it feels like it's once every game, actually, is um, he always tries that spinorama coming down the wing. Um, and one of these days he's going to pull it off, and it's, it's going to look amazing. Um, and I just enjoy that he's still trying it. Like, he's, he's not going to give up. So the reason I, I bring up Tracy is he only played nine minutes tonight. You brought up a very valid point, and I had to go back and confirm that. What is it that you said earlier tonight about Braden Tracy? Well, yeah, so I don't have access to the ice time, but um, he must have had at least 20 minutes because the goals were rolling three lines last night. I mean, I've only just started 
I watched the second half of the game. And I'm just trying to catch up on the first half now. And so I have seen Gorlod and, and, and Gosling get some ice, ice time. Sorry, Jocelyn. It seemed like from when I tuned in, which was halfway through the second, I did not see those two at all. Uh, Bouchard was rolling three lines, which means Tracy was pretty much playing 20 minutes a game. Yeah, and in fact, I was covering that game last night, and Braden Tracy logged over 20 minutes. In fact, um, trying to look back, it looked like he played a pro, like based on how I was kind of like judging the ice time and all that. It looked like he played around 22-ish minutes. I'll have to go back and check that. I could check that for the podcast for Thursday later on once I have more time. But it looked like he was around 21 and 22 minutes because that game was wacky. So mm-hmm. for, for everyone online saying, why isn't he getting more time? Well, that's kind of why. <laughs> you know, Yeah, he, he was absolutely gassed. Yeah, you, you couldn't do that to the kid. I mean, yes, I do say hashtag let the kids play, but at the same time, don't burn him the hell out. <laughs> like, you can't do no, that. No, I mean, after that game last night, you could see they were just dead on the ice. Like, uh, I was, they they very much earned that point. They, if they got the extra, it would have just been a bonus, but just against a very, very talented rain team. Um, and they were, they were just, they weren't, they weren't hanging in there to start, but they were towards the end, essentially. <laughs> You good to stick around for one more segment? Yep, yep. All right. So we got to talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And, John, I don't know if you're a big football fan or not, but there was some pretty heady lines going into tonight in the NFL. Because there was... There was I some... can... Go ahead. Oh, I can see my Twitter is talking about some game and something about a tie. I don't know. I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah, this or is what... almost tie. Oh, okay. I get confused when I see all these things. <laughs> yeah, um, but I've been hyping this game all week because it was the team that LA loves and the team that's actually in LA, the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders came out victorious on that one and the lines were pretty heady on that one. So we have the NFL playoffs starting next weekend. And of course you have the NBA and of course the NHL. You have the latest lines on who's going to win the cup, who's going to win this trophy, who's going to win this division and whatnot. Hey, maybe they should feel good about putting a bet on the Ducks pretty soon, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I would have put yep. some money on the Ducks tonight, seen Luka Dostal get the start. Absolutely. Yes, Yeah. definitely, yep. And if you all want to make a bet on future Ducks games, head over to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On to get a 50, that's 5-0%, welcome bonus. That's 50 as in Bo Gru's number. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. So I just talked about Bo Grew a little bit. Um, I, I love Bo Gru's game. I loved g- seeing him get that first goal earlier on this season. Uh, by the way, welcome back to Lockdown Anaheim Ducks. I'm here with John Broadbent, and we're just kind of shooting the breeze, aren't we? Yes, definitely, yeah. Go yeah. talk. <laughs> so, hashtag let the kids play. Let's talk about a couple of those kids, particularly one in the shootouts. I know we were both excited during that shootout to see Luka Dostal in the... I mean, okay... Let's first talk about that. The fact that yeah, Luka well, Dostal had never been in a shootout. 
yes, you made a really good point there. I couldn't believe that either. Um, but you're right. You think back and you're like, okay, maybe it was Ole Eriksson Ek that was always in those kind of games. And those Dodgers always seem to either win convincingly or in overtime. And I had to go back and look at my records and look at the AHL. Yeah, apparently Dostal had not been in a shootout before tonight. How? That's insane. But when I thought about it, as soon as they entered the shootout, I thought, I feel good about this. I think they're going to win. Yeah, me too. Because I think back, and you could talk about this for at least a couple minutes, because I know you could. Looking back, most of Dostal's goals had been in traffic. But whenever there was a breakaway or a one-on-one or a two-on-one, Dostal had a great tendency to get the stops most of the time. So when I think about it, the one-on-ones, he thrives at. So I'll have you talk about that for a minute, for a minute or two. Yeah, that segues perfectly from your, uh, from your bet online. Um, Ed. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he's money. He, he's, he's the duck's ace in the hole when it comes to shootouts uh, for the future because it's like we said before, the only way to beat him is through traffic and you can't have traffic in a shootout. So um, he's just calm, stays stays with the shooter. He's got the skating ability to do so. Um, he's never going to make the first move. Um, and he pretty much just sucks them out. Is that something that you saw tonight in his game? Yes, definitely. Um, and not to deflect deflect attention too much, but uh, um, looking back on it, Eric's next pretty good on the one-on-one as well, if I think back to the breakaways he's had, because he plays this weird stand-up style where he always... He sticks with the shooter, but he seems to just sort of not go down. He doesn't go down easy. Um, but sorry, back to Dostal. Um, yeah, from the two shots he faced, um, I remember the second one, he pretty much sucked the guy out and the guy shot wide. Um, and the first one, yeah, it was, was just, Lucas just Raymond. Yeah, so it was too many moves, but he, should, he just got the blocker on it, I think. Yeah, I mean, he stuck with it. He stayed calm in the shootout the whole time, I thought. Yeah. No, definitely did. And oh, the, the post-game interview was, was so sweet. Oh, that can was, we can we just talk about how sweet that was for Luka Dostal? You could tell that game meant so much to him. He was crying. Like, he was starting to cry during the interview. It was so sweet, wasn't it? Very, very. It was just one of many really cute stories this season. It's and we, would, we wouldn't be getting this without seeing all the kids coming through. <laughs> Let the kids play. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this is locked on ducks, I'm obliged to talk about Trevor Zeke. I'm kidding. I love Trevor Zeke. <laughs> How sick was that shootout goal? That's a move that we've seen time and time again. That was a disgusting move by Zegris in the shootout. How does, how does he? How does he move his stick that fast? Like it's you can see uh, Grice bringing his paddle down, and Zegris somehow flicked his stick and puck all in the same motion, just as the paddle was coming down. It's insane. That's something he practices, though. Like, if you watch him during the warm-ups, he practices that. Against a goalie, I hope, because otherwise... (laughs) (laughs) Of course against a goalie. (laughs) (laughs) I would hope so. No, Zegers does practice those moves just in case. Well, just while we're on Zegers, I'll just go on a mini rant because I just had a slightly... Slightly mini rant tonight. And it's, it. it's an ongoing thing, but just when is he going to get his his number? Because I imagine a lot of people want to buy his jersey, and they're missing out on revenue because of that. But 
no one's going to buy it and then have to buy it again. Oh, actually, oh, damn. I've just realized it's all part of their plan. Buy it twice. <laughs> so are you saying he's got to go with number 13? Yes, he's got to go with his player number. I don't know why they still do this high numbers rookie thing. I mean, obviously, that's why I tweeted tonight was to start off this whole rant was obviously it doesn't apply to goaltenders because Dostal had number one and it's always been his number. And you've never seen a goalie uh, I mean, you never see Stolarz wear like 88 or anything. He obviously got his number. So it's it's a rant of mine that annoys me. Well, I mean, no one's been number 13 for the Ducks since Nick Bonino. So that's yes. a while back. But I mean, the most famous number 13, I mean, he only wore it for a season, but Tamu Solani wore number 13. Yeah, I've still got his jersey with that number. Do you really? Yep. That's the old school baseball one, you know, with the what? Anaheim and baseball font. Wait, 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 you have a Solani 13 jersey. Yep. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember where I picked that up. Yeah, that's one not a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on to that one. <laughs> I, I bet you will. Yeah, I, I know people have Tamu Solani 13 jerseys, but when he played with the Winnipeg Jets, because that was his rookie jersey. But that that's yeah, amazing. I... <laughs> so are, are you saying that Zegers needs to go back to 13? Yes, or at least announce that that's his number now. Like, he's hinted at that because I know, okay, a lot of people are kind of pushing back on me tonight saying, you know, um, Raquel stuck with his, Lindholm stuck with his. Um, so, yeah, they get they get assigned a number, and sometimes they come to just to enjoy and like that number, and that's their number. Um, but at the same time, I think it's silly. I think they should be allowed to have the number they want. It would also help um, with – Whenever, whenever players are coming back and forth from the Ducks and the Gulls, I have to always readjust, like, okay, who's that again? Um, just when they, you know, for all these recent call-ups, um, it's even confusing to me seeing, oh, there's Gro, he's number 50. Um, there's, oh, the hardest one for me was Buddy Robinson wearing Contois' old number. I was like... Oh, Buddy. Who, by the way, is a real live boy? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Sarah. He's so tall. <laughs> he's so big but he's so likable yeah definitely yeah for all the Ducks oh. fans Buddy Robinson is one of the more likable guys out there by the way speaking of speaking of big tall and likable shout out to Hunter Drew Hunter Drew what's up <laughs> <laughs> um, but we talked about Zegers on the shootout uh, Raquel I thought had a really amazing move in the shootout just the patience to wait and wait and wait and then he waited some more and then he went on a near impossible angle. And I know Josh Brewster loves those bad angle shots. That was about as bad an angle as you can get on the shootout. And he somehow still got it off. And you could tell that Gross was so pissed off when he got that one. <laughs> he was. Uh, but my favorite moment after the game was Max Comtois giving the game puck to Luca Dostal right at the Absolutely. end of the game. First, uh, <laughs> first, uh, just just that whole sequence. Um, give it, you know, throwing it in his glove, big hug, big cheesy smile. Love it. It all it sort of cycles back to what what we heard about Contois before he even came to the girls. Was like this guy plays for the for the for the logo on the chest, not for himself, kind of thing. And that's that's a, he's a total team guy. Yeah, thank, thanks for bringing that one up, because. You're right. Comtois has always been that guy. He was that guy with San Diego when they he made was. that playoff run. And he totally had little little things like that, which make him valuable in the locker room, I think. 
Yeah, I'll always, I'll always um, wonder what could have been if the Ducks could have kept Adam Cracknell around because he and he and Contour had some pretty good chemistry on the goals. And um, given how decimated the Ducks have been this season, Cracknell probably would have got some time. Um, especially if, if Podorowski had stuck around, he would have got some time as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so appeal to the Ducks fans right now. Why should fans be excited about this future goaltender? Why should they be excited about Luka Doshtal? So many reasons, but he's technically sound, athletic, great edges. Uh, pretty much the only knock on him, and it's always been that way since pre-draft, was is his size. And, you know, goaltenders are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, he's slightly smaller than average now, but... Um, He's, he fights, you know, we saw in the, in the girls' quote-unquote playoff run from last season. Um, he he stood on his head and made it his mission to win that third game, but ended up coming up short because the rest of the team couldn't really back him up. Um, so he'll do anything he can to win. Like, he's just a competitor. Um, and to top it all off, he's just a really fun, fun player. Like, Highly recommend going back searching YouTube for uh, Eels Eves. I can never pronounce it. Like the oh, you, you, the Swedish team last year. No, Finnish um, or Finnish rather. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Eves. I think it's I I V E S I L V E S I L V E S. Um, and just so Google that plus Dostal goalie celebration or something or uh yeah but those are not safe for work (laughs) they're so (laughs) disgusting (laughs) but i love like the crowd really gets like he he plays off the crowd and i think he would do that at anaheim or san diego um we wanted to get the fans to do that like just or somebody or a reporter to ask him if he would um i'm sure he would uh so yeah you know crowd chants he jumps does a little slide that's right, he does. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> of course, that's what I was meaning. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, I, thank you. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what, where you were going, and then I remembered. Oh. oh, good, good callback on that. It's a really good video. It's again, it's it's just like wholesome, heartwarming content. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to post that on your Twitter, and I'll I'll link to that as well. But okay, good good callback no on problem. that. No and I, I, of course, have a backlog of Luka Doshal pictures. So maybe I'll do that for the next few days. <laughs> like, put all the my favorite Luka Dostal pictures up there. And oh, you're one... starting at OnlyFans. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and one more time for all the fans out there, what's happening with Dostal? The bakery. Just say the line. The bakery is closed. It was definitely on form tonight, but it was closed. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on once again. Really appreciate having you on. And we'll have you on again to talk about the goals because this was a wacky week in San Diego. So b- before, you know, signing off, where can all the folks find you on the socials? Where can they find your work? Uh, you can find me at defendthenest.com. That's my blog, defendthenest.com. Uh, looking for writers if you're if you're thinking of or wanting to write about the goals. Uh, and on Twitter, Defend the Nest SD. That's Defend the Nest SD on Twitter. Um, Facebook, Defend the Nest. And that's 
it. I've got a podcast as well, actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> defend the nest. Uh, just search that on um, Apple or Spotify. I'm not sure if I'm on the other platforms yet. I'm still figuring this whole podcast thing out. I need a brand new microphone, actually. Somebody tell me if I where I can find a good microphone. Hey, this um, is my 461st show, and I still can't figure things out. <laughs> oh, high five on that! I good, good. Um, and sneak peek for next week uh, or this week, whenever we're doing it again. Um, three words: Brent Gates Jr. Yes, Brent Gates Jr. I mean, one of the, one of the guys that I was impressed with, by the way. But that's that's for goals Thursday, by the way. Yes, that's a little just teaser. a sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bakery's closed. Ducks get a big win. Uh, feels it feels good to say that, doesn't it? Definitely, especially against the Wings. Yep, first career NHL victory for Luca Dostal. Big time, love it. Thanks for coming on once again. Really appreciate it. No problem. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Good to talk again. And thanks to all of you out there for listening on the podcast. My dog is looking at me. She's enjoying this. <laughs> uh, you could find me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. It's free and available. So look up Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Uh, email. You can email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And we're going to close it out by saying, on behalf of John and myself, for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying, please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks, well, the ducks kids, all ducks, fly together. Quack, 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 quack. I know what you're going to do. <laughs> quack, quack. Um... Quack. That's funny. Yeah. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 quack. 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 <laughs> Save the cacawing for later. <laughs> yes. Quack, quack, everyone. <laughs>